Welcome, welcome everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to another episode of Podcast Mantul where we share the perspectives, opinions, and thoughts of the Indonesians right here in East Lansing. As always, I am Andika Diontoro. I am your lead host for today's episode. And as always, I am joined by one of my co-hosts, Febri. How are you doing today, Febri? Hey, everyone. I'm good. How are you, Dick? I am really good. Thanks for asking. And... Also, and we have a very, very interesting lineup here in today's episode. Ooh. Alongside me is our guest host for today, Jasmine Richardson. How are you doing, Jasmine? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great. And also in this podcast, we have two guests on the show today. We have, firstly, uh, who, a sophomore in food science, Cleary Chatter. How are you doing, Cleary? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. And our next guest is a sophomore in finance, Raymond Lawi. How are you doing, Raymond? Doing pretty well. How about you, Andika? I'm doing really good. And for the continuation of Podcast Mantul for the second season, we are doing a two-part series entitled How We Got Here, which explains uh, how we as Indonesians got the chance here to study at Michigan State University. Okay, so since Raymond and Cleary, you are our guests for today's episode. Uh, Raymond, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? Hello, my name is Raymond Lawe. I'm from Medan, and I graduated in a relatively small school called Medan Independent School. We had a total student population from kindergartner all the way, all the way to grade 12 of 90. And my graduating class was eight. And I honestly never thought that I was going to enter college. <laughs> and when I first entered college, I was really set on getting a degree in business management. But upon further research, I found out that the business management field is oversaturated, which is why I decided to go into another concentration, which is accounting. So several years later, I ended up in Michigan State University through all the rigorous application processes and you know after a year in my you know in freshman I decided you know what I don't really want to be an accountant because looking into being an accountant it seems rather stressful so I decided to go for the next best thing which was finance yeah let's go <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's very interesting that you you graduated from a high school batch size of eight. That's like about a, a, a third of a regular classroom, no, Raymond? Yep, yep. Honestly, when I first got into Medan Independent School, we had a classroom size of 30. But as you get to the next level, the next grade, it we kind of lose five to two students each time. And eventually, we went down to nine. One didn't graduate, so we graduated with eight. Wow. It's a really, it's quite unique. Everyone's really surprised when I talk to this about them. They're like, oh yeah, I graduated with a class of 200. It's really small. I'm like, well, I graduated with a class of eight. That's smaller. No, yeah, I feel you, Raven. I graduated, my um, high school graduating class was only 19, so. Ooh. That was pretty small too. I, I I'm still speechless as to how like it's only eight, <laughs> but uh but uh, but then again you know it's very interesting because you know with the size of like I guess like you 
it's the connection is more deeper in a way because you know you 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 share like the same struggles throughout your high school and you know you get to like build a bond with your your batchmates if i may put it that way and uh it's just interesting because you're the only guy i know that has a, a single digit high school graduating number <laughs> because like you know as you say you know mostly it's uh i grade from class of 200 or you know say for example 70 as um say we can say like a median number but it's very interesting that uh you you go through you know having only eight people graduate from your high school <laughs> yeah it's certainly quite something i've known these eight guys for seven years now and as you said our relationship is really close so that's that's a that's a really a really nice thing to have especially when it comes to small classes you really develop this strong bond with them because you you they know the struggles you know their struggles it's it's like a mutual understanding between you and your friends and what kind of uh high school was it was it a national school a national plus a cambridge or an, what kind of curriculum was taught in your high school um so our school is an international school but it was changed to independent because you know there, there's these, these law changes but it, we we studied using the ib curriculum shout out to all the ib listeners out there But before I took the IB system, I took the AP system, but it it was kind of a mixed review. When you're transferring from AP to IB, it's it's a whole different mindset, you see. Because in the AP system, at least where I'm from, uh, before I went to the IB system, I was in a different school called SIS, Singapore International School, if I remember, and they used the AP system. And it's heavily, it revolves heavily around memorization, but the moment you switch over to IB, it emphasizes heavily on understanding the subject. So it's less memorizing and more you have to understand it and know the subject enough that you can apply it. You see? So yeah. It's a very interesting uh, statements right there, Raymond. So now for clearly, I'm gonna turn to you right now. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself to the audience? Um, hi everyone. My name is Clary Chatur. I'm from Banyuwangi, East Java, and I go to high school in Binu School Serpong for a year, and then I moved to um, Community College in Washington State. It's in rural area. It's called Peninsula College. I've been there for two years and then I transferred to Michigan State University. Welcome! Thanks! Welcome, welcome, welcome! Welcome! Thanks! Uh, and uh, you say for uh, you went to a community college in Washington State. Um, did you study like, like an, I'm assuming you got an associate's degree there? Yes. Because it's a two year community college program. Is it more towards like general education? Did you have like, something specific that you study for your associate's degree? No, I just got a regular associate degree, the basic one. Oh, all right, all right. So now I'm going to turn a little bit back to Raymond right here. Um, I know uh, you said you ch uh, chose finance as your major in MSU. Um, and you know, you said you gone through the struggles of you know getting here and uh, getting the application processes. You know, just 
uh, to get accepted to uh, the university in general. But um, was there like a moment like with all oh, with my finance degree, I can, for example, work in like trading or something like? Was there any supporting reason behind your decision to choose finance as your major? Finance. Well, ever since I was in Maidan, I've always been interested in investing, investment banking, things like that, which is why I chose finance. And another reason why I'm, I also chose finance was because my dad was an entrepreneur. And I also really like entrepreneurship because in my school, we did have a business class. And what this business class taught us was basically just basic business management. But I took the HL version because there's SL, which is standard level, and HL, which is, I, I believe it's transferable into credits when you apply to college. And I was able to actually transfer it and some of the experience too. So during these activities that we would do in business management, HL, we would basically get to apply our entrepreneurship skills, our business management skills into the real world. And I found that hey, I really enjoy what I'm doing here. I'd like to pursue this as an actual career in the future, which is why I really honed in on the fact that I really want to be a uh, finance major rather than accounting. Because when it comes to finance, you're looking into the future, you're, uh, you're, you, you're doing investment, but for accounting, you're looking into the past. You're bookkeeping, essentially. And being an accountant doesn't really align with my entrepreneurship uh, goals, which is why I chose finance. Well, I think that uh, it's very interesting that, you know, you have an influence in your family. As you say, your dad was an entrepreneur, you know, now that it, it kind of add, adds fuel to your drive, to, you know, to get into the business field. And also, as you say, you know, you are you had a self-interest in investing yourself. So I think um, that I guess it really adds to your desire, if I may put it that way, to yeah. pursue a degree in finance. So I'm, I'm going to turn uh, to you now, Cleary. Uh, and your your major is uh, a food science, correct? Correct. And um, basically what I want to ask is, um, why did you choose food science as your major here at MSU? Um, because my dad was a veterinarian back then and he opened like a small chicken farm and we always sell our chicken like the carcass so I want to know how they process the chicken into like a food that they sell to the market so that's why I choose food science as my major mm, that's interesting I actually haven't heard like any undergrads or like even graduate students having that like background you know right. so that's pretty exciting that you came here to MSU and chose to do food science yeah but like i want to know about your struggles here like getting into msu like how was that the process moving from where'd you say um banyuwangi yeah yeah i want to know like how you know your struggles what you had to go through and then moving all the way across the world to the u.s how was that and then also like maybe give like a brief story about you know your little struggle in community college um so I'm not really good at English back then when I was in uh, middle school because my middle school is like national middle school in mm. Indonesia. So we don't really speak English. And then I tried to go to Bina School Serpong and I got accepted. 
and the struggle is like very crazy because I don't really know how to speak English for so like for six months I'm like so stressed out mm. because like what are they talking about like was I don't this know that... high school pardon was this at high school yeah in okay, high school okay. so I tried to like get some help mm. obviously and then my sister told me if I can um, go to like night class what do you call night class um... I would say like uh passing the, passing the, the group class. yeah yeah she, she said that if i pass the class then i could go to america uh-huh. and i was not sure i can go because like this is crazy it's like my average score is like horrible okay. and she's like well yeah maybe wait and then i got it like i passed the grade even though it's just like bare minimum yeah and she said like yeah just try to go to community college in seattle and back then my my age is like I'm 15. Oh, okay, okay. So not a lot of community college want to accept me. Mm-hmm. So there's like one community college in Port Angeles and they accept me. So I go there and you know I get like cult- cultural shock and yeah, you know yeah. I don't I'm not really good at making friends. <laughs> so yeah, that's just another struggle for me. Luckily I got like friends that's like really helping me a lot. And they helped me with like the application to apply in MSU and my advisor too. And yeah, then I'm here. Oh, I'm so glad you came here and chose MSU. (laughs) Well, I can tell you that we're we're very, very excited that you're here. And uh, it feels like you are like you went out of your comfort zone really well because, as you say, you didn't really speak English a lot, quite often at least back in the day. Yeah, and, and that's hard. Now you know you, you uh, have like uh, you had to like withstand the struggle of being in, in international school. By the way, shout out to all the Venus people listening to <laughs> this podcast oh from Singapore, wherever you are. <laughs> I. I and uh, also, you know, going back to what you said, you know, you um, had to go to another country and experience culture shock. And you, I mean, if you wouldn't uh, go through it, you wouldn't be here otherwise. So yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I, I highly respect you for that. And uh, Raymond, we're going to shift to you now. Uh, what were your struggles, you know, about uh, getting to MSU? The struggles into getting to MSU, I think it was most likely the common app process. <laughs> say, the common app process was really tedious. It was... They were... They were really time consuming. I know. Rather annoying too. But once you were done writing all the essays, the hundreds and thousands of creative writing that you have to do and just... Basically, I have to make up some stuff. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, <laughs> I actually did make up some stuff just so it would just make my... Uh, common app application actually look pretty so once that was done i had to of course take the sat which i honestly didn't do too well in i got my first sat score was 1111 which was pretty low and i retested and i got 1210 i believe which was an improvement and i tested a third time my overall score went down but my english score went up because there was an essay writing part and I was focusing on the essay writing part that time because I, I was caught off guard. I was never ready for that. And as a result, my I think my score went down by 50. So it was like uh, 100, wait, no, 1,100, um, 
40 to 50, I think. But once that was done, I sent out the applications and all I had to do was wait and see which school accepted me. But of course, uh, I'm not sure how you guys applied to college, but I had like a list. You know, you have two reach universities, maybe five, uh, five, how would you call it? Uh, no, it's not. Like safe? Schools? No, no, they're not safe. It's like reach, something in the middle, and then safe, you know? Oh, okay, 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 yeah, I get you. So we, we had reach and something that is average, you know? Something yeah. that was okay. And then you have the safe ones, the okay. ones that you know you're gonna get in. So that's how I applied to my university. And I had like uh, 10. USC, UCLA, those were my reach. <laughs> no, going, going for the West Coast here. Initially. Going for the West Coast. How it is. I'm not gonna lie, UMish was also my reach. So oh, I had yeah. three reach, which I was, I was not very optimistic because I wasn't very passionate back then. I was like, oh, well, I wasn't even looking to go into college, but uh, I'll make this list. I have three reach, USC, UCLA, and UMish. And then MSU was just one of the intermediate ones out of the many that I had. So you were pretty laid back about like the application process because like it seems like you're telling me like okay I have a list and you know we should you know keep the ball rolling and where where the card where the cards fall as you know it is what it is like it you is know you, you 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 as you say you know you were were, were not really quite uh, passionate about your college applications but like Am I right to understand that, you know, you just did your best to like apply to which school you can get in first? Is, is, does that make sense to you? Um, what do you mean by that? Because I applied to all of them. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I think I, I think I misunderstood because I thought like, you know, you, 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 you did the rigorous SAT and the common app thing and, you know, uh, you let the card fall, but it's, it's, it's good that you applied to all of them, but you know, uh, and then you ended up being here anyways. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but I'm gonna uh, turn over to our uh, guest host Jasmine, and because she, she has some questions to ask our guest here. Yeah, hi guys. My name is Jasmine Richardson. I'm actually a computer science major now. I used to be a business major, um, but yeah, I from my perspective, I know that Cleary and Raymond are coming from a different country and applying to America. But for me. I'm actually half Indonesian, so I grew up in Michigan. I've known about Michigan State basically all of my life. I've known about that rivalry between you, Michigan, <laughs> Michigan State. I knew all that. I only live about 50 minutes away from East Lansing, so I'm not too far away from home. And I know that's like kind of a struggle that a lot of international students deal with. So, I mean, from my perspective of like the application process and all that, um, it was just like, I went to an IB school as well in the United States, which is, I guess, I, I don't know, it's pretty different just because um, most people do AP here, like Raymond was saying. And I think that like, yeah, that transition between doing like AP, I guess is more memorization based, but IB was just rigorous and a different perspective. And I just found that it wasn't really, it wasn't going to help me in college. So I kind of got discouraged by the end of it. And at the end of college, I or at the end of high school, I really was kind of depressed. I'm not gonna lie. I was very discouraged because everyone was smarter than me. I didn't care at that point. The curriculum was killing me. I didn't have that much sleep. And at that point, I was like, all right, college is my start over. 
Um, and I didn't even want to aim for M or for University of Michigan because I knew that I wasn't going to get in with like the people around me. I was like, there's no way. So I knew that Michigan State was probably my best bet. And honestly, it's not a bad school. Michigan State is an amazing school. Um, you, there's so many opportunities and I'm really glad I picked it and I got in. I wasn't surprised that I got in, to be honest, just because just because of my school like i was like oh, well my school is already higher than most regular high schools here in america so i was like i'll probably get in but i wasn't too bummed about it i just viewed it as like a restart for myself so that's my experience i i hope you guys can enjoy hearing from different experiences but um i wanted to ask maybe cleary um what are some lessons that you learned after applying to college like how, what did you think about, like, I know that you applied to both, like, a community college and for Michigan State. Did you learn any lessons along the way? Um, yeah, I think for my case, I need to be careful because, like, I reapply a couple times because I, like, mispronounced something or I forgot to, like, send some document. So for me, I just need to, like, be more careful about it. Okay, Raymond. Uh, could you say that question one more time? Yeah, so like, what are some lessons that you learned from applying to colleges? I know that you applied to a lot of them. What What were some things that you took away from, like, if you got rejected or whatnot? Well, it's not a hard question, but it's, it's a rather hard answer. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not sure what I got out of applying to college. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily learn anything, but I did know how to, well, research what the college wants essentially because when during these rigorous application process i had to basically go up into google and search up what is let's say ucla looking for in your application what is umich looking for in your students and i would try to guide my application or an essay towards that so that's what i got out of it yeah, no, that's like really important for any potential listeners out there that are like in their senior year of college or, or of, of high school that are looking to apply to some of these American um, universities to really research their universities and the requirements for getting in. Really important. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I want to get into the, uh, the um, like your your experience like being here at MSU and uh, again Raymond I'm gonna I'm start with you again like now that you know the fact of the matter is that you know you're here you're studying here you're taking classes here you're interacting with the community here you've made some friends and whatnot along the way um, how does it like stimulate like your self-growth in a way because obviously like now you're in America you're in a different country than your home and now you're doing like, I guess, different things than when you were doing in high school, for instance. And you know how 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 does how does MSU like stimulate yourself? Because is what I want to ask essentially. All right, that's a great question, because as an international student, you're far away from home, right? And how this stimulates your self growth, it honestly helps you build self confidence. That's the first part, and independence. That's a major part. Because the moment you're out here, you're in a new land, you're in a foreign country, and you're a foreign student, 
English might not be your first language. This a lot of the experiences you come here might be new, especially the culture shock because I certainly did have multiple culture shock moments. <laughs> so I think we all did, honestly. Mm -hmm. Well, except maybe Jasmine. Like, yeah. <laughs> one of the biggest culture shock was mac and cheese. When I first saw it, I was like, "Damn, that's gross." You know? <laughs> Like that's Where a lot of cheese. Gross. There was so much cheese, and I thought it was it was just disgusting. Oh my goodness, you're not my friend anymore. Right? And the first time I had it, I was like, yeah, this is kind of not for me. <laughs> but after a while, I started eating again because you know we had free mac and cheese at the Union, right? Every night, late Ooh, night. Oh, so good. Yes. And I was I'm a hungry man, so I I go over there every night, just get get some mac and cheese to fill me up and over time I started liking it it's like an acquired taste kind of thing <laughs> you gave it a second chance basically is what I you gave did. it a second and third chance <laughs> I started liking it my fourth I'm like yeah this is actually this is actually pretty good because a friend of mine in Norway they they were insisting like no you got to give mac and cheese a second chance I'm like I don't know it, it's kind of too creamy it's too cheesy They're like just just try it out you'll you'll start liking it eventually and lo and behold I actually did like it Anyways, I'm, we're getting off topic. Going back on topic, it really builds your independence because you have to manage your own room. You have to organize everything yourself. And of course, you have to keep track of everything. There's no one else here to guide you. Well, there are, there are guidance counselors, but your future is now in your hands. So uh, what you're trying to say is, you know, in the end of the day, like, you know, it's, it's, your, it's, it's on you to, you know, take part in like, you know, dealing with like for example like classes and like uh of course your well-being which is one of, uh, very important uh particularly as you say when you're an international student you know you you it's your responsibility i guess is what you're trying to say yeah yeah as an international student and also you know as a college student you have a lot of freedom you have a lot of time that you could spend there's no more strict guidelines that you have to do unlike high school you know you have to be here you get to actually pick your courses which is great so you are responsible for your own schedule for the for your homework when you want to study and how prepared you are for your courses that's all on you which is why i say it builds your independence as a person i guess what you're trying to say if i may use uh the guideline explanation that you just mentioned it's like it uh, college gives you the impression to write your own guidelines in life you know you yeah. uh wanna like for example you decide what you want to do because as you say we have freedom mm -hmm. uh we are learning or at least we are at training our minds and our uh actions you know to be independent as we can be and i guess you know uh, it's a pretty interesting explanation from yourself. But now I'm going to turn again to Cleary right here. Uh, how did MSU stimulate yourself? Because I know that you explained earlier that, you know, you you went out of, out of your comfort zone really well. You know, you didn't speak English and that much. And now at least you tried to make it more of a habit and you moved over halfway around the world to get an education. So how, how does it stimulate your self-growth with your um. experience here? mostly the the point that i say is almost the same as raymond like i agree the stuff that he say but for me um probably like you know better at speaking english and mm -hmm. grammar and stuff and then for me another another thing is time management like i need to be like really good at time management 
or else I would not finish my homework assignment or you know clean my room and everything basically so yeah time management is like the, another important thing for me so it's really interesting that you say time management because it's relatable to all of us like I mean whatever we do in life I mean we when we have maybe we have plenty of things going on and I think from the impression that I get from your explanation is that you also learn a new set of skills like you know maybe you were a bit ignorant about you know what to do with during your day or something yeah totally yeah totally also like I just want to point out time management and waking up for your classes oh my gosh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like honestly in high school personally I could not for the life of me wake up on time I could not even like you know going to class I mean going to school I cannot wait like wake myself up but once you're like in college you have to be independent your parents aren't here to wake you up no one's gonna wake you up here right 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 mm-hmm. right like even in the dorms like you do you do not re- rely on your friends to wake you up no it's really on your own and so um seniors of high schools if you're listening to this you have to be ready for that waking up for the day and like planning your day or planning your week that's on you okay <laughs> you really have to be independent i can guarantee you there's going to be some ambitious college student freshman that pick multiple 8 to 9 a.m classes i, oh. Oh. I think like, we i think like, we will we were all in that kind of phase picking like yeah. 8 or 9 a.m like, yeah. right no, this should be a piece of cake right i wake up at Easy. six every time <laughs> in high school i should and besides, school normally starts at what, 7.30, 7.50? Yeah. So it's not that hard, but ooh, But college, college gives you a lot of freedom, that's why. It's so hard, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To wake yeah. up, mm-hmm. like normally in high school. Oh, oh my god. Ooh, especially in the cold, 8 a.m. classes. No, no. Yikes. I better Don't sleep in. <laughs> I had to cycle through the snow to get to an 8 a.m. class. I did that once. Um, I fell off my bike. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Was 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 that during your your freshman year or like recently? Yeah, no, that was freshman year. I had an exam. I did not know that it snowed the night before, but I was running late, and it wasn't that far from my dorm. So I tried to ride my bike. I wiped out and I scraped my knee. Was bleeding. These two guys helped me up. I got up, <laughs> biked to my exam with my knee all cut up. Did my exam. Oh went my back. goodness! You told me the story. I remember. Yeah, not a good idea, guys. <laughs> But yeah. Any other more uh, early morning experiences from you guys? Um, not in here though. But back then in community college, I have eight a.m. class, and I have to like wake up six to go to the college. Did you live far away from the college? No, it's pretty close actually. But um, so my host mom has a daycare, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to like. Take a shower earlier before the daycare kid comes. So that's, oh, that's another thing. Okay. Yeah. So you so you had a so you had a homestay while you were at the community college. Yes, correct. Okay. Nice. Waking up at six, like, I, I mean, I, I can personally, I I I I'm a late sleeper, so mm. that's why like I have. Anyone else like to add like their experiences of early? Maybe Raymond, maybe. <laughs> like, I have plenty. But I'm not sure which one to share. <laughs> Not sure which one to share because the biggest enemy when it comes to 
well, not only early classes, but college in general is yourself. Yeah, yeah. You have to fight these temptations most of the yes, time. Yeah. To sleep in or not to sleep in, to party or to study. <laughs> it's it's a truth. It's the truth. It's easier said than done, yeah. especially when you're in high school. Like I'm gonna study all day long, and then when you do, you kind of feel bored, tired, yeah. drained. Yeah. yeah. Like, did your high school self expect to see like yourself right now, though, in the current position? Like, for example, in high school, you would say. I'm gonna go to college. I'm gonna study and work for my future. Do I, you see that right now in your position, or has that changed? Anyone? Well, uh, back in high school, I, as I said, I wasn't as ambitious. Yeah. I never even expected to go to college, but look, lo and behold, I'm here. And of course, my <laughs> attitude changed a lot. I'm a lot more academic compared to okay. high school. I back in freshman year, I spent. I can guarantee you, when I'm out of class, I'd head to the cafeteria. Grab as much coffee as possible, which even though I'm not supposed to, they literally <laughs> said, "Please, oh my gosh, please don't, hype. please don't fill up your water bottles with coffee." And I had like a big ass thermos, so I'd fill it up and head over to the library and spend my day there, like the entire day. If I have no classes, I spend my day there every single weekday. It's like you practically live in the library after your classes. Yep, like... yep. If you want to find me in the weekday, you'll find me in the basement. <laughs> because the basement was the most quiet place. If you normally oh, the first floor the is fine. Yeah, the first floor is normally fine, but that's where people tend to work in groups, so it gets a little bit noisy. Yeah. Which is why I prefer the basement. And the library has all you need, all the resources, and it's cold, so yeah, it's quite a nice place to study. I have to agree though, like when I was in high school, I was not academically focused at all because I was oh, like, I, I know because <laughs> when you get to the point where you feel like every day is exactly the same and yeah. it's just, it never ends, you just lose any ambition at all. You're just like, all right, I just want to get out of here. I want to be done. That is so true. And especially yeah. when like in a day you have to spend eight hours to seven hours in the same like place, place right? Yeah. You don't really get to walk around anywhere mm -hmm. right? nothing different you know and like i think the reason why like in college like i felt so much better like academically like i did not see myself going into a stem major to be honest <laughs> just because like back in high school like taking like physics or chem or math like was not my strong suit then i like find myself in college like actually going towards a stem major just because i feel more confident in myself for some reason like I just feel like I because I'm so focused on like my career goals that now that like I'm like I can do this for myself and like I can be good at these classes and actually I am and like that was something I did not expect myself like in high school at all yeah. you know so yeah did anyone else feel like that like in high school they're like uh-uh definitely cool. me but now you're like all right i gotta focus yeah because the moment you enter college it felt like it's real right yeah it's real like you're here it's not like you can't play anymore yeah you can't play anymore and it's mm -hmm. it's like clicking the reset button on a calculator yes. you get to start from zero yes. Yes. i love which, that which love which that. which leads back to jasmine's point earlier about like college is like my restart like you 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 like this is where i actually do like roll up my sleeves and okay like put my hand on the desk and let's yeah. do these things and also like 
adding to the to the Wait, subject on I'm actually kind of curious though Dick you're a senior yes like among all of us right yes and you've been like you've graduated from high school like what three four years ago four years ago four almost years four years ago. years ago yeah how was that like was like was your high school self different than your college definitely because the thing is um I well I mean I kind of messed around a lot in high school really like I did uh, first of all first of all like I I, I can tell like honestly uh, I wasn't a straight A student back in high school and that kind of led me to somewhat feeling feeling kind of insecure about stuff because the thing is like back in high school I took like uh, I, well I was an IB student I took um, physics HL chemistry higher level and basically all the rigorous subjects that take a bunch of time and uh like i had this feeling of like yeah i i, I, I can take care of this later like the, the, the typical procrastinator mm. mindset you know and also because despite from outside of class uh i feel like my personal self has grown too because i can tell you that there's some things uh i would say to my younger self back then when i was a uh, like six, seventeen, eighteen, to like like come on man like you'll be all right mm-hmm. you'll be all right mm-hmm. but you know then again uh going to the main point of the question is how different yeah. you see yourself um like very differently like i can tell you that um as college goes by because i've been here for four years it made me sort of uh, put myself in a more level-headed situation mm-hmm. because to be a bit honest uh, back in high school I was quite you know I would say I was you use the word impulsive in a way but not necessarily violent like for example if someone asked me how your day was out now I'd be like yeah oh. like that <laughs> but now like in if you ask me that like I'd be like yeah busy but i'm all right <laughs> you know so it's it's it, 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 it puts me it puts me in a really really like competition and also it makes me deal with stuff like i've never dealt with before like i can tell you when i first started in college it was the first time i ever dealt with bills because like I remember when I got um, like, because we here as students, you know, we uh, uh, get our health insurance from the school, mm. and when I saw that document, I was like, I, I, I got. I'm not gonna lie. The first I thought, what's wrong with me? Because <laughs> it says health on the header. I was like, am I okay? I mean, oh exactly. And also, like when I lived in my first apartment uh, back in fall of 2018. God, that was ages ago. <laughs> um. I saw the first uh, bill like on the email and I was like do I go to the office and say hey I, I, here's your money or yeah. do I like you know I'm, I, I was yeah, like, really you have to figure exactly all on your own, right? but I mean you know those things are kind of like ways to adult in a way mm-hmm. because I you know agree. that's what you will eventually have as the end game and having said that like how how would you uh what would you like say to your younger selves uh you know back in high school like i know like for example for me when i say like to my younger self like 
to because also back then I was also quite emotional as well. Like I would, I, I, I'm not ashamed to ashamed to admit this. I would cry a lot in high school for any particular reason. Like if I had a bad day, I'd be like like that, you know. Or like if I I'll be thinking a lot about unnecessary stuff, and you know if I were to tell my old self, I'd be like, you'll be alright. Yeah. You'll be fine. So what would you guys say to your younger selves? Clearly, you might start with you. Yeah, I would say like. Um, be ambitious like in high school because when I was in high school I'm very ambitious because I want to go to America I want to study to America so I study hard even though I don't get like really good grade but I'm trying so hard I sleep like two hours every day in Venus because I want to get a passing grade so I can come to America so right now because I'm in America I'll be like oh I'm in America okay like Okay, so what now? You know, <laughs> so I need to be like really like more chill. ambitious. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, ambitious. <laughs> Cause I'm way too chill right now. Oh. How about you, Feb? Um, so my experience in high school is also kind of the same as Jasmine and Anika's, but like really just <laughs> messing around, I guess. You know, I'm sorry, my high school teachers, but um, I would say um like be more confident in your studies you know and i don't know maybe take life as it is or <laughs> honestly i don't know what to say to my younger self because i'm still learning i'm still trying my best so i guess yeah i guess just be more confident in yourself study um yeah in academics and and other stuff yeah how about you jasmine for me, it's like, don't underestimate yourself because I really underestimated, like, I thought that I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go for what I can get. Like for business, I was like, I, I'm good at this. Like I'm social, I'm like kind of social person. I think I can do this. Um, and I didn't really consider like what I actually wanted to do with my life until like I got to college. And I was like, why did I underestimate myself and like preventing myself from doing what I actually wanted to do, which was something more towards like engineering or like creating or learning a skill? Because I really didn't think I was good at that stuff until like I found that I was good at coding. And I was like, I can't believe that like, you know, I, I really didn't think I could do it, but now I can. And now where I'm at, I'm like, I'm really looking forward to like my future. Um, so if I told myself back then, like, don't, like, don't underestimate yourself. You can do these things and it'll lead to greater things. I think that would be the advice I would give. Yeah, going off what Jasmine said, if I were to tell something to my younger self, if it went through, it would be to adopt a more positive mindset because back then I didn't have what's it, what's it called, um, a growth mindset. So I would attribute failures as my inability to learn more. Instead, what I should have done was see my failures as a learning experience and know that every, even studying isn't a form of art because it takes time to perfect it. And basically to not underestimate myself because we all have the potential to become more than what we currently are. Even though it's a, it's easier said than done, of course, it's gonna be a lot of studying. There's gonna be a lot of struggles but if you give it the time and dedication and persevere through that, I can guarantee you that you can be 
uh, whatever you want to be. Well said, Raymond. <laughs> yes, yes. Love it. And now uh, uh, we move on to our question and answer uh, session of the episode. And uh, as uh, we explained back in the first episode, like uh, in season two, we are doing a question and answer session in every episode where we take questions from our audience through our Instagram story. So first of all, thank you for all the people who submitted their questions and well, we'll get started. Uh, the first question is from Emily Bivard, uh, which, and sorry if I butchered the pronunciation of the names. Uh, the question that she asked was, what made you choose MSU over any other university? Uh, did you know you always wanted to travel? And I think that question uh, goes out more specifically to our guests here, Raymond and Cleary. Uh, so how would you answer this question? Well, I've always been fond of traveling. So yeah, I did know that I wanted to travel and another factor of why I wanted to travel was because the gra my graduating class of eight, they were all going into the world. There's one in Singapore, one in the Netherlands, one in France, one in England, two in Canada. And I think... It's like a United Nations delegation. <laughs> it is! It is! It really is! <laughs> and one of my friends right now, he's in UWM. I pay him a visit from time to time. Oh, that's Oh, but like yes. Madison. Madison. Okay. <gasps> okay. We meet up. We met up in Chicago back in Thanksgiving. Oh. And with I, uh, I met up with this Bermias. I was the only one from MSU, and his entire gang from UWM was there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel out of place here, and he was just roasting MSU. I was like, no, oh. I'm not taking this. I'm gonna fight back. <laughs> but anyways, moving back to the question. So, what made me choose MSU over any other universities? So my reach universities. I didn't get in. 1,200 <laughs> is not enough to go into USC, UCLA, or UMich, which was expected. I did expect that, but I just wanted to try it out anyways. But I was able to get into some of the state schools and, of course, the safeties. One of them being Ohio State, and I uh, got accepted into, of course, Michigan State. So I was... I, had, I was stuck between OSU, which my dad graduated from, he's a Buckeye. Oh, okay. okay. And MSU. But here, there's a deciding factor. MSU is providing 15K scholarship plus an extra 5K for any abroad uh, okay. programs. And OSU was just offering me just general admission. Theory. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I went, all right, I know you graduated from OSU, dad. But I might have. I'm going with MSU. Mm. Yeah. I I like how like the Big Ten rivalry is within your family right there because like you 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 basically said, okay, Dad, I'm going to MSU. <laughs> yep. I, I like and I, I also like the attitude that you bring towards that because like you know that you wanted to be here. Like it seems like as if you were confident in the decision like to you know. Uh, okay, I want to be in MSU. I want to get to the Broad College of Business. Yep. Yes. Okay. Okay, so we are going to move to the question and answer episode, uh, question and answer session of this episode, uh, where we take in questions 
from our Instagram story and we answered them. And first of all, thank you to all of you guys who sent us in questions uh, to our Instagram. And the first question we would ask from, uh, the answer is from Emily Bivard that says, what made you choose MSU over any other university? Did you know you wanted to travel? And I think this question specifically goes to uh, Raymond and Cleary. So Raymond, why don't you start us off with the answer? Yeah, so did you know you want to travel? I certainly did know I want to travel, but there were also other factors behind the reason. And one of them being that my graduating class of eight were going to be essentially spread out across the world because I had one in the Netherlands, one in France, one in uh, London. And of, there's also, I think, two in Canada and one one more in UWM. So I went to different places, yeah. Yep, they went to different <laughs> places. They're all over the world, you could say. And it'd be pretty accurate. And as for why I chose MSU over any other university, I, of course, didn't get into my reach universities, but I did get into some of the moderate ones and, of course, the safeties. And the deciding factor of why I chose MSU was mainly because of the scholarship as opposed to the other ones because they were all about equal ranks because they were state universities and state universities are generally generally pretty good so i picked up msu because they provided scholarship nice and how about you clary how would you uh, answer uh, this question um yeah i know i always wanted to travel and like why did you choose uh, msu over any other university because MSU has the best food science program among the other university. That's why I choose MSU. Okay, so and uh, let's move on to the second question, uh, which is, what is the biggest challenge you feel you've overcome during my time uh, during your time at MSU? From Casey uh, Chabra, and I can honestly start by answering this. You know, just overcoming the barrier of trying to uh, be an adult uh, mm. because you know as time goes by uh, you learn uh, different things and how to do them on your own like you know such as uh, uh, paying bills and everything which I don't really get to do quite often at least at, from my end when I was in high school and also because uh, maybe I wasn't quite paying attention to it because uh, back in the day like I had you know to think that oh my parents got this you know so basically yeah the the barrier of you know getting being more mature and uh, doing things more independently basically mm -hmm. uh, how about you guys um I would have to say for me like the biggest challenge is like figuring out what I wanted to do with my life and I feel like for everyone like especially when you're in high school you're like I have no idea what I want to do um but then like in college you kind of narrow that down from experiences like you'll find out by maybe attending career fairs or getting to meet more people that work in certain fields that you think that you're interested in you kind of get a feel of like what they do and if that is actually right for you or not then maybe you find like a class that you're actually really good at like for me that I found that I really enjoyed coding and that that was something that I could use to um, that would work with what I wanted to do in life, which was like help make like a product or create something for a company. 
Um, so I was like, well, this is a skill set that I want to keep pursuing and I actually really enjoy it. And so I kind of narrowed down what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I feel like it's a really hard thing to overcome, but I'm slowly overcoming this. But I feel like, does anyone else have any other challenges? Um, I um, for me, I think the biggest challenge I've faced or overcome my time at MSU is um, like being more vocal and being more outgoing. I think I was there, you know, in high school, I was a little bit like outgoing, but close to kind of like being reserved. But I feel like once I was at MSU, I realized that college is like, it's becoming real, you know, it's not high school anymore. We're not playing around. So I thought um, like being more vocal and being more social, like socializing with other people, especially like outside of the Indonesian Student Association would really be beneficial for my future. Um, like, you know, yeah, I guess for my future. And also like being in this podcast. Um, yes, 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 right? Yes, yes, <laughs> Right, it, it just kind of like you, it invites you to talk about your struggles and invites you to be more vocal and connect with other people, especially when we're, um, we're inviting people to our podcast, like mm -hmm. Jasmine here, Raymond here, and Cleary here. And we can hear about their side of their story and we can like learn from each other. And I really like that. I really like you know, um, learning from other people. And that's, I think, what I've overcome here at MSU. Yeah. I think also what you're referring to, like, I, I, I guess maybe your skills to facilitate a discussion. Yeah. You're I feel like fellow co-host on this show. Yeah, I felt like I was kind of lacking um, in high school, you know, how to connect with people. Oh my goodness. It was so hard for me to connect with people. But then now in um, MSU, I met like, really nice people <laughs> so i was really comfortable too and um, also like people in my class were were really outgoing so that helped yeah so i think it's sort of like the environment that you yeah. are pushes you to like you know oh i got to to know that oh i gotta do better yeah i needed i think i needed this kind of change of environment all right anyone else want to like to add to that raymond no well i think personally for me the hardest part in college was most likely the adulting part along with time management and uh, work organization because when you're transitioning from a teenager to a young adult not everyone is going to be prepared for it I have to have to admit and I certainly wasn't I wasn't too prepared there were things that I wasn't ready for or I was just too nervous about but my dad helped me on the work management and organization part. He taught me how to essentially organize my time. I bought a calendar. I wrote down what's due, what to do every day. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's essential when it comes to college. Yes. Is it because that your dad was like, he had experience of going to school in America. Like, does his background kind of like help you a bit in terms of like, oh, you, the best thing you can do or the best tip I can give you is, you know, do this for like for example time management or do this for example for like uh dealing with say for example adulting issues like bills and all that like did, did that did that have a factor in how he gave you advice oh yeah for sure for sure he was there and he was also the reason why i bought a desk calendar oh okay yeah so <laughs> i'd have a really big calendar that I'd put down my desk and i write down everything that's due for the entire year based off the syllabus and i'd be set essentially so every time I 
go back to my dorm. All I had to do was turn on the light, look down, I'm like, oh, I have this due tomorrow. I have a quiz coming out next week. It really helps organizing things. And you, and by keeping a calendar, you don't have to essentially memorize what yeah. you have every single week. You so have it, it there, right? Yeah, yeah, you have it there. You have it written down yeah. physically. So yes. you could free up some space. And in your desk too. As you say, it's a desk. And it's on, it's yeah, there. it's on my desk too. Yeah. How, how great must it feel? Like every time you're done with the desk, you cross it out. Cross oh, it out. Crossing it. it out was my favorite part. <laughs> crossing things out out of my daily planner, out of my desk calendar, it was really satisfying. Uh, anything you'd like to add, Cleary? Okay. And uh, f for our next question, I, I really find this question really interesting because I feel like there are going to be different answers to this. <laughs> uh, this question is from Isan Rizki. Uh, the question is, how do you like East Lansing? And I can start to answer that by saying these people here, that especially are who are in this uh, room with us uh, filming uh, the episode, made like just... It's kind of like my support system kind of because you know oh these, my goodness, yeah. these you know you guys like without you guys like i mean i wouldn't know who to, to talk to sometimes yeah. or like ask for help for like when i need it for instance so yeah that's and also like maybe because the east lansing is how it just the town is set up itself like i feel like at least on a minimum basis like it satisfies our needs to like live through college like um, like textbook stores are closed and like mm -hmm. at least you know they have uh, places to eat for students but that's just my point of view anyone else would like to add to that? I want to know Clary's point of view yeah. yes because you're new here exactly. so how do you like yeah. East Lansing? Um, I think it's I think East Lansing is a pretty calm town I don't see a lot of you know like people mm. Sorry guys, I'm <laughs> Is it different from the like city, like Seattle or where you were? Um, yeah, I think um, East Lansing is like very calm city that's good for student. It's not like a big, big city. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like a really good environment for study. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it's a literal college town compared to Seattle, isn't it? You guys have the needle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What was it, the space needle? Yeah, the space needle. Mm -hmm. Sounds a lot of fun. Maybe we should <laughs> have something here too. Yeah. We should have like some kind of landmark. <laughs> I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like East Lansing, like for me, like growing up in Michigan, it's like pretty standard, like Michigan. <laughs> Anytime I go to like Ann Arbor, I honestly get overwhelmed because I never grew up in like a big city. I grew All up like right. in like a smaller town. It's like a cute little town. So I'm like, I feel like East Lansing for me like socially is like good and also well, also I know so many people here so I love that I love that I got to like go out of that bubble as well and like meet Indonesian people because I didn't have any hey. Indonesian friends at my school at all until I came here so I love being in East Lansing I love that I could still connect with my community and like reach out even more um so yeah I love it here all right Oh, and then I, okay, so there's something that I find really interesting because you guys all decided to come to the U.S. for university. So, like, what are some similarities and differences between universities of, like, here in the U.S. and Indonesia that, like, ultimately led you to coming to the U.S. over Indonesia? So, like, Cleary, could you answer that? Or Raymond, either one? No? Well, I can, I can answer that by saying mm -hmm. that because it's... 
I'm saying that I'm answering this question in the perspective of a student who is in the senior year of uh, his, uh, the undergraduate study program is that at least to what I know and this is also due to the fact that my grandfather is a professor at the university back home uh, during my during like this time of the year if, at least when we when students reach a senior it is most commonly uh, implemented or practiced that I would if I, if I were to be a student back home in Indonesia I would do a dissertation oh, and that yeah. would take me so so much time to do because about that. the thing is like first of all as at least from the the stories of my friends who go to universities back home is that first they have to come in to come up with a topic mm. and they have to get a question for that and that process is called sidang mm-hmm. or sidang proposal some in, in, in some specific common universities so that's where you uh, you know present your case i want to do this study and then especially like for example me who is in the stem field i have to get data Ugh. that can take time and that takes effort and that can be tiring mm. and back again you have to like um could like go back and forth with the professor with the professor because my grandfather is a dissertation examiner so he like talks to his students like at least when he guys like daily mm. so like well now because of covid it's through zoom like he we have plenty of meetings and all that and also uh you know you have to like defend your dissertation as you know you do when you want to uh, get the degree but as maybe an acad- of a like a less academic point of view i think from what i see and hear from my friends who go to university back home in indonesia is that it feels like you are thought you are thought to be a fanatic of your school <laughs> because and maybe that's one similarity that I can draw between here and uh, US and back home in Indonesia because I mean during orientation I mean how many times do you hear the fight song <laughs> and like also hey. and also because and and I'm not saying that's a good thing and like um it it, it 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 installs pride in us to like be proud as an MSU student but then again uh like it's here it, it's more moderate mm. like on the basis that okay like in here in orientation uh like uh, probably like the basic guidelines probably and mm. maybe it, since we're international students probably we have to go through immigration and all that and also um maybe give a little bit you know details about yeah. what can you expect to your time here yeah so yeah that's at least that's my point of view on it i think one main difference i noticed about universities back home in indo and here is that they have like uniform jackets right yeah yes it, right? They, they call it their alma mater yeah they, they call their alma mater and then so everywhere you go if you see like this yellow jacket oh this kid is from University of Indonesia if you're wearing this green jacket you're from another university and that kind of like you know and like creates identity I guess that's like one difference I noticed but I think in the US you also kind of wear like university merch but it's not uniformed yeah, you know, yeah. that yeah 
it's like I don't know. It's like cool. I feel like I feel like that's pretty similar here though. Because mm-hmm. anytime I'll see, I'll like wear my MSU hat and I'll go to like the mall like back home. I'll hear someone in the back going, "Go green!" <laughs> <laughs> and then you just gotta go awkwardly white! respond back, "Go white!" <laughs> like in the middle of the mall. <laughs> so like it's. I think that's like pretty similar. But that's like I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's that sense of community. Yep. Yeah. Well, with that, that wraps up our question and answer session. Again, thank you so much, guys, for uh, sending in your questions and also um, our uh, people in the in, the, in uh, who are here taping with us today for answering our questions. First of all, our guests Raymond and Cleary, our guest host Jasmine, and our fellow co-host Febri. And with that, uh, that concludes our episode. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening. On, on behalf of Parmias MSU, terima kasih. Thank you so much for listening to us again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Sampai jumpa. Bye.